The presenting sponsor of Behind the Beak is Down in Front Productions. DIFP is a video production company located in Birmingham, Alabama that strives to provide high-quality video services for your business or event at very competitive prices with a personal approach. They specialize in sporting events, weddings, and business videography, but also provide recording and video editing work for other events such as seminars, commercials, and concerts. Give Dustin and the crew a call at 205-588-0868 or visit them at difpbham.com. That's D-I-F-P-B-H-A-M.com to see how they can help you. Down in Front Productions, the presenting sponsor of Behind the Beat. Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Now, here's your host, Tyler Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Beat, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. I'm Tyler Brown, and this is episode number 26 of the series. My guest this week is former quarterback and Jacksonville State legend Eli Jenkins. I'll be talking with him in just a few moments about what he is up to now and about one of his most memorable games. The first few housekeeping notes and some news to get to. If you missed last week's installment, Assistant Athletic Director for Compliance Misty Ray joined me to talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the world of college athletics when it comes to summer workouts, dead periods, and recruiting. If you want to give it a listen, all previous episodes of the podcast can be streamed at jsugamecocksports.com slash podcasts on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Also online right now, the latest episode of At Home with the Gamecocks, presented by Ford. It features former All-American Gamecock quarterback Montressa Kirby. Hosted by the voice of the Gamecocks, Mike Paris, At Home with the Gamecocks is available now at jsugamecocksports.com. In JSU athletic news, the women's basketball team picked up Troy transfer Shanta Shaw last week. A 5'2 guard from Nashville, Tennessee is a rising junior who scored her career-best 11 points last season against the Gamecocks in Troy. Due to NCAA transfer rules, she will sit out the 2021 season, but will have two years of eligibility remaining once she returns to the court for head coach Rick Petrie. And lastly, Athletic Director Greg Seitz was recognized Friday by COSIDA, the College Sports Information Directors of America, for his 25 years of service. Seitz began his career as an assistant SID at JSU before being promoted to Sports Information Director in 1999. He served as the interim AD three times before being named the Permanent Athletic Director in 2006. So congratulations to Greg on receiving one of Cosida's highest honors. Now for today's featured guest, I'm talking with former Gamecock quarterback Eli Jenkins. Jenkins won nearly every award out there in his four-year career with Gamecocks, and is the only QB to lead Jacksonville State to an NCAA Division I National Championship berth. Today's interview format is a little different as the two of us take a look back at one of his most memorable games, the 2015 win over the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga in the second round of the FCS playoffs. We dug into the Gamecock Radio Network archives, and we will be playing highlights from the 41-35 overtime win over the Mocs throughout the interview. It was great catching up with Eli, and I believe you'll enjoy the conversation as well. Here is Eli Jenkins. Join me on the podcast today, the legendary quarterback, Eli Jenkins. And Eli, thanks so much for coming on with me. I know you're out of state right now. We had to do this over phone call, so welcome into the podcast. Oh, man, I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to come talk to you. You recently uh, moved to Arkansas. Tell me about the move, kind of what your job entails, what you're up to nowadays. Okay, yeah. So I work for a company, McWayne. We we make and sell fire hydrants and valves. So I work for M&H Valve, Kennedy Valve. I'm the district sales manager for Arkansas and Oklahoma. So I handle everything for Arkansas and Oklahoma now. I just moved to Arkansas a week ago. So I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited about my future. I'm excited about the move. Just just trying to get it. Just trying to get adjusted with everything right now. 
And I know the the move came pretty pretty recent because it wasn't very long ago that I saw you down in the wreck uh, working out. So I know you're still active. Oh, yeah. You're still staying in shape. Uh, tell me what oh, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, after football, after college, you know, you, you've still been staying in the gym, still active. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I stay, you know, I stay active. You know, health is wealth. I believe that, you know, I feel like I, I, I would never, you know, not not work out. You know, because after after college, I I had my little run. I tried the NFL out, tried the CFL, uh, XFL, any any FL you could think of. I probably <laughs> had a contract with them. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I bounced around the the world kind of. So uh, it was it was exciting. You know, after that ended, I had to find something else. You know, I my degree is in kinesiology. I my ultimate goal is to always own my own gym. I want to give back to athletes. I want to, I want them to be able to come train in my gym, you know, probably give back to the community in a way that, you know, that I, I didn't, I didn't see it growing up. So, you know, that's my ultimate goal, but you know, right now I'm enjoying my job. I, I love it. It's, it, it was a blessing actually. It was a true blessing. In your time with Jacksonville State, running camps and things like that, did that give you kind of that taste of wanting to have your own gym and train kids? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a, it was a lot had to do with that. But even before then, my uh, my god dad, his name is Jeff Jackson. He uh, he resides in Birmingham. He he's always been active with with the kids in the in the neighborhood. He always. You know, for free, he'll 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 tell you to come on. Hey, let's work out. You know, I train you. I train. Hey, long as you long as you, uh, long as you giving me your best, you know, you don't have to worry about any money. And I seen that growing up, and I was like, dang man, this is awesome. Like, you know, I, I would love to be able to do that one day. And uh, you know, fortunately, fortunately, I got I got to the stage where where kids were kind of looking up to me. And luckily, shoot, they still do. I, I I go around places all the time, and kids, you know, hey, you're Eli Jenkins. Hey, I remember you. You were you're the best thing I you know I've seen so far, you know so far. So you know, that's still that's still a great thing. So I I would love to you know give back to to the younger generation if I get a chance. For you through your experience as a kid, and then as you got older, seeing younger kids and being involved, how important is it for kids that age to have a role model like you and to be able to be active in a sport and to be able to train? Oh, man, it's it's so important. You know, sports, it's sports uh, develop you for life. You know, it, it shows you, it, it teaches you discipline. It teaches you respect for others. And, and, you know, I would, you know, any any kid growing up, I feel like you should always try sports out. You know, I feel like the parents should always, I ain't gonna say make the kid play sports, but encourage the kid to play sports because it's a great thing. You know, I've learned so much from football. You know, I, I learned how to be a man from football. I learned how to do what I need to do from football because it put me in positions, it put me in situations where, where I posed to fail, but I learned how to come up out of it on top. So, you know, my coaches in high school, my coaches in college, Coach Gross, um, Coach Coach Ogle, Coach Smith, you know, all those guys, they they really prepared me for life, and I appreciate it. You know, that's what I want for the next generation. I want to be able to prepare them before they get to high school. You know, I didn't get I didn't get real training. I, well, I didn't get I didn't start training legit until I, you know, was a sophomore junior in high school so just imagine if i started training when i was eight years old you know so that's that's my mindset that's what i'm looking at like hey you know if i can go get these kids when they're seven and eight years old and develop them from that age hey you know what 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 could they be when they a senior in high school you know so i just want to i just want to be the guy to be able to help they like you mentioned your professional career you know right after you're done with jacksonville state you signed on with the san diego chargers after the draft mm -hmm. and since then you know you talked about bouncing around to a few different leagues tell me about 
that experience and getting to be with those teams, kind of what you learned and what it's like post-college in the professional ranks? Oh, man, it was an amazing experience. You know, being around those guys, you know, the top of the top, you know, the best the best in the world. You know, that was that was a great experience just to be in the same the same locker room, the same meeting rooms, you know, having casual conversations with those guys. That was that was the best. You know, I I truly understand, you know, it's a it's a business. You know, before before going into the NFL, I didn't I didn't really understand. I, I mean, I knew it was a business, but I didn't know to what to to how far it is. You know, it it they they mean business. It's it's no it's no room for error. And so it was a uh, it was definitely a, a blessing. And you know, just from the NFL, you know, I was in mean rooms at the Chargers with the with the Seahawks. Um, it was. You know, it was a learning experience. Then I got to go to the CFL. I got to live in Canada. You know what? I'm I'm a kid from from Birmingham. You know, I never thought I'd be able to go to Canada. So, it, it that was that was an experience itself. Just just meeting people from all over the world, man. I I still got friends from from the Chargers. I still got friends from shoot from Edmonton. I still got friends from from wherever. You know, it, we still keep in touch. And and I know that's what that's why God put me in those positions because so I can meet those guys so I can branch out and, you know, help those guys or those guys can help me in a, in a situation or, or whatever the case is. So, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a blessing in the, in disguise. And I never, and growing up, I, I never, that was never my dream to go to the NFL. You know, I got to college and shoot, I, you know, I didn't know about a scholarship until I was a, a junior in, in in high school. You know, I didn't know about you. You know, had to you had to get a full scholarship to, you know, you had to get a scholarship to go play college. But I didn't know. I didn't understand that. I I, I didn't understand until I was a junior, senior in high school. So when I got to college, the NFL wasn't that wasn't on my mind. I was happy to be there. And as I got as I got older and I started to understand a little more about the game, I was like, hey. You know, I might can, I might be all right here. I might be pretty good. So let me let me try it out. And like I said, it was a blessing, man. It didn't. I didn't. You know, everybody's everybody's not born to be a, a superstar. I had to. I had to realize that. I have to. I have to tell my friends that. I have to tell the younger generation that everybody's not born to be a superstar, but everybody have a purpose. And, you know, God put you on this earth for a purpose. And, and I, I know, you know, I got a purpose in life. Eli, you got that chance to go play professional ball. You are someone that everyone knows your name, especially here at Jacksonville State. You made your name really in that 2015 season, 13-2 and two overall, 8-0 mm-hmm. in the conference. You guys win the championship. You go on to the national championship, 8-0 at home. The, the crowds at Burgess Snow Field while you were here were oh, amazing. And you, you look Crazy. at that schedule that you guys played. You open up the season at a really good Chattanooga team. You beat them 23-20 uh, late in that game. You go to Auburn and almost upset the Tigers at Jordan-Hare. And then, obviously, you get to the playoffs. Chattanooga, Charleston Southern, Sam Houston State, and it all leads up to the national championship against North Dakota State. If you can take me through that season, just what that season meant, and it's it's arguably the greatest season in Jacksonville State's Division One history. Oh man, that, that's that's amazing. The way you, just listening to you uh, go through it, I I kind of replayed it in my head, and I was like, man, that was a that was a fun time. But you know, just starting starting even starting before that season, probably the season before, so it's my sophomore year. This is the two thousand. 14-15 season, we lost to Sam Houston in the playoffs. They came down. We thought, you know, we were, um, you know, we, we felt like we were really good. The year before my freshman year, we went to the to the third round of the playoffs. So, you know, the next year we like, okay, hey, you know, we understand how to win now. So we get to the playoffs and Sam Houston come down. They they stick it to us. They, they manhandle us. From that day, from that day, leaving that locker room, everybody on that team was on a mission. 
you know, from spring from day one of spring practice, 2015, everybody was on a mission. We knew the only thing we talked about was the national championship. We wouldn't stunned no OVC championship. That wasn't that that didn't come up anymore. The OVC championship, that was a that was a thing that we expected. You know, all we all we talked about was the national championship and and everybody bought in. You know, Coach Gross, he did some he did some things that that I still think today that was extremely intelligent. He brought he brought we had huddle groups and I I I love him today. I love him. I love Coach Gross forever. He, you know, he these huddle groups, he took people from from different sides of the basically different sides of the world. And he he handpicked them, and he put in and he put those guys in groups. I don't know, I forgot how many groups we had, maybe fifteen. I say fifteen, but we had say so let's say we had fifteen groups, and of those of those groups, everybody in the group, you know, was different in some type of way. And that what made and that's what made us strong, stronger than anybody else in the country, you know, and at the FCS level, because. You know, that person on the side of me, I knew he was my brother. I knew that no matter what, hey, you know, this guy, this guy got my back. So I'm going to do everything I can for him, just like he's going to do everything he can for me. And that's why we were so successful. But, uh, you know, that Chattanooga game, first game, you know, Chattanooga's probably the biggest rivalry we have. You know, people might say other other teams, but I feel like UTC – that's the biggest rivalry Jacksonville State has. You know, every time I, I play UTC, we only won by a touchdown. You know, it was always overtime. It was always last play of the game. You know, I remember one time my one of my best friends, Miles Jones, he won the game. He jumped over the top, um, the top of the um, the line. You know, one game, shoot, uh, I ran it in um, in overtime like my freshman year. And so – Shoot, uh, so my senior year, um, I mean, my junior year, the national championship year, you know, it, that was, it was nothing less. We played them two times in the beginning and in the playoffs. They fought hard, you know, both times. We always knew that, hey, when UTC stepped on the field, you know, it was going to be a battle to the end, and they never let us down with that. Luckily, I never lost to them, but, <laughs> hey, it's, I mean, <laughs> That's a that's another story, but as, as you uh, let's keep keep going throughout that season. That game we played Auburn, and I was I was super beat up from the UTC game. I'm talking about I was beat up. I don't think I practiced uh, until Wednesday that week. Uh, I was super beat up. My neck was all messed up from a hit I took, and you know, I, but I knew. You know, I've seen it on everybody's face, in the film room, in the weight room, on the field. You know, we meant business. We wasn't going into the game, oh, we're playing Auburn. Oh, they're the number six team in the nation, FBS. You know, that's, they're the number six team, period. You know, in the, uh, so we, didn't, we, wasn't, we weren't thinking like that. We were thinking, hey, it's Saturday. Shoot, we're trying, trying to go 2-0. And even though we came up short, you know, I was so proud of those guys. The way the way uh, they played, uh, they they left it all. We, we all left it all on the field. And um, you know, people talk about that game too. I, I could be anywhere. You know, I mentioned my name and and tell them what school I went to. That's the first game they think of. Hey, uh, did y'all almost beat Auburn? Yeah, man. No, it's it, it, not even did y'all almost beat Auburn. Hey, didn't y'all beat Auburn? I'm like, oh, we uh, we were close. We we end up losing, but you know, it was a great game. You hate so, to correct them on that one. Yeah, I hate to correct them, but hey, I you know, a win's a win, a loss a loss. But it was a like I said, it was a great game. And that that season, you know, from that game, from that game on, I don't know if we jumped from, I don't know if we went to number straight to number one or we went to number two and then we went to number one the next the next week but from that game on i knew we were in we were going to end up in the national championship and that's what that's what we did and we came up short to carson wentz they had a great 
football team. Oh man, I, I feel like that football team was, you know, out of those, what, seven national championships they have or 15 national championships they have, you know, that team was, that team was one of the best. And, and, um, you know, it was, it was a great opportunity. After the Auburn game, you guys went on a roll, 48-13 over Tennessee State. You get a tight one at UT Martin, pull it out, 48-41. And then after that, Mississippi Valley State, 49-7. Tennessee Tech, 42-13. Austin P 27-7. You blank Eastern Kentucky for homecoming, 34-0. Eastern Illinois, 24-3. Southeast Missouri, 56-28. And then you wrap up the season at home with a 42-20 win over Murray State. And so now mm-hmm. you're going into the playoffs and you get into the second round. Chattanooga beats Fordham to come to Jacksonville State. And it's the second time you've yep. seen Chattanooga. And like you mentioned, in the first game of the season, you beat Chattanooga 23-20. to uh, Miles Jones has a one-yard run, drives last 10 plays. You guys drive 79 yards in five minutes and 30 seconds to go up 23-20. Connor Rulo kicks the extra point, and you guys mm-hmm. win it. And so Chattanooga's coming back. They're wanting to get that win, and they're going to have to do it at Burgess Snowfield going into that game. It's the second time you've got to play Chattanooga, and like you said, you never beat them by more than a touchdown, and now it's when it really counts. Oh, man, when I seen that we were playing Chattanooga, I was shaking in my boots. I swear, I did not want to play Chattanooga again because it's so hard to beat a team two two times in one season. You know, everybody that plays sports and what plays football, you know, they everybody knows that it's so hard to beat a team two times in one season. And to beat a UTC team two times in one season, you know, I, I knew – you know, I knew that we would we were gonna have to play uh, an almost perfect game, and everybody else knew it. You know, Brandon Brandon Bender, he came to me he came to me in the locker room, and he said, "Hey, I believe in you." He was like, "I believe in you, bro." He was like, "Hey, you got us here this far. You know, hey, keep, keep it going." You know, and that 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 touched me. You know, that I was just sitting there. I'm like, "Dang," you know, he he a senior, and I'm like, "Man." You know, I want to, I want to win this game for those guys. You know, I, I don't want those seniors, I don't want the seniors to go out on a loss to Chattanooga. You know, I want, I want those guys to have another game. And you know, that's kind of, that was kind of my mindset. You know, every play before the play, I, I was thinking, hey, this, this the big one, this the big play. I don't care if it was, I don't care if I was just handing the ball off to, to, to Tremaine or, or to Miles. Like, hey, this the big play. You know, I was hoping for that big play every every play, and um, you know, we we did what we had to do. We went into we went into overtime. Brandon Bender he he caught the interception, amazing play. You know, he was he was top three best defensive players on that team. Shoot, if if not, you know, number one. You know, he he made an amazing amazing interception, and so soon as he soon as he made an interception. I knew it was over with. I was like, hey, I don't know who finna score, but somebody finna score. And luckily, you know, I got the uh, I got the call. I got a zone play. You know, I read I read it right. I ran it in, and it was and it, it was it was party after that. <laughs> it was it was it was joy, man. You know, cause I like I said before that game, you know, I was shaking because I didn't I didn't know it was, it's so hard to beat a team twice and. But we came up with that victory, and and that's what set us up for the playoffs. That was the first playoff game. Sure, we knew if we got past UCC, that we had an opportunity to keep it going. Not saying that the the next the next two playoff games weren't they were they were tough, but we knew that if we got past UTC, that we had a, a great opportunity. And I think, you know, the next week you take down number seven Charleston Southern, fifty eight thirty eight. And then you get revenge on Sam Houston State, 62-10. Both of those games, the Charleston Southern game, you win it by 20 points. The Sam Houston State game, you win it by 52 points. And as important as those were and what it meant to the program as far as getting Sam Houston State back after they knock you out of the playoffs the previous year, that's what sends you to Frisco. Like you mentioned, Chattanooga is who you consider the biggest rivalry and it was probably the most exciting game. You go into overtime, 
you end up running the ball in from 15 yards out and it's it's this huge matchup that sets up the remainder of the playoffs and Chattanooga yeah. gets on the board first it takes them about a quarter but Jake mm-hmm. Buseman, the quarterback who ended up spending some time with the New York Giants as a fullback, he runs in a one-yard touchdown. UTC goes up 7 nothing into the first quarter. What are your thoughts as that first quarter ends? You guys are down by touchdown. Huseman awaiting the snap. Oh, it looked like they had movement early. Huseman got it, drives. He didn't get there. It'll be third and goal. It looked, now they say touchdown after a one official. Waited late and signal touchdown. Now we may get another review. Oh, just keep playing. I mean, I knew I, I knew it was gonna be tough. You know, I knew I knew that it was gonna be a four quarter game. So, you know, one touchdown, you know, that's that that was nothing. You know, even though I believe that if I'm not mistaken, that might have been the first time um might have been the first or second time that we were we were down going into the second quarter or that we were down or tied going into the second quarter. But I knew it was four quarters and uh I just knew we had to strike back fast. We couldn't let them we couldn't get we couldn't let them get ahead too much because that was gonna be tough. That's a great team. Like you said, uh the quarterback, he was the he was the coach's son. You already you all you always know that the coach's son, he gonna he gonna play his, his butt off all the time. And you know, I, I love battling against that guy. He was a great quarterback, great athlete, period. You know, like you just said, he, he spent some time at fullback with the Giants. That's a that's an athlete. You know, go from quarterback to fullback. That's a that's a real athlete. And I, I respect that tremendously. But um, you know, I, I knew that that if we just kept if we just kept on pushing, stick to the game plan, just just make the plays that make the plays count, you know, that we were going to end up on top. And, and that's what we did. You know, we stuck in there. We, we made, we made the plays that, that needed to count. We made them count. And that's why we ended up on top. You mentioned you guys had to strike back fast and that's exactly what you did. You get the ball back three plays later, 51 yards, just 30 seconds is what it takes you to get into the end zone. 1454 to go in the second quarter. You guys strike within six seconds. You run the ball in from five yards out, tie the game up 7-7. Gonzalez and Barge, twins right. Eli awaits the snap, gets the uh, snap. He'll fake, pull it out, keep it straight ahead, driving. Jenkins, did he get there? Touchdown! Eli kept pushing and got help. And Jacksonville State in three plays after the long kickoff return, right back with a tremendous drive, and we're a kick away from an even game again. Nice touchdown. And then just about seven minutes later, Troy Man Pope, five-yard run. You guys go up 14-7. to seven. Wide left, Barnes, Gonzalez split out there with him. Snap, Eli, he'll give it to Pope. Driving, Buster, is he there? Touchdown! Touchdown, Jacksonville State. Buster right on the backside of Blake Burks. And I think Dunn's under there, too. He just went right up the backside of both of them into the end zone. With a minute 23 to go in the first half, you break up a 10-yard run, 12 plays, 81 yards, 4 minutes, 23 seconds in that drive. They play, change the play call. They got plenty of time at the line of scrimmage. Third down, ball on the hash mark near side from the 10. Third and two, snap. Eli runs a little delay, breaks one man, loops. Oh, he cuts back on the way to the 10, to the 5. Eli, touchdown! Touchdown, Eli Jenkins! Jacksonville State with a minute 23 to go in a half. Leads it now, 20 to 7. What a run by Eli. Tries to go to his right side. Back to back to back strikes. What happened at that point? Did you guys feel like you were in the driver's seat or did you feel like you had to keep the pedal down? I mean, of course, we want to say that, hey, we felt like we we were, we wanted to keep the pedal, pedal or, you know, pushing to the gas. But, I mean, naturally, you go up 21-7, a team that's never beat you before, you're the number one team in the nation, you know, naturally, you're going to think, hey, Hey, we got this, you know. You, you know, hey, we got this. Twenty-one-seven. Ain't no way, you know. We're gonna let a team come back from twenty-one-seven and beat us. And so naturally, you know, people might have relaxed a little bit, 
that's why we went into overtime. But luckily, you know, that year in 2015-2016 season, you know, we had a we had a different team, man. We had a team that could I hate to say turn on turn on and off a light switch, but we had a team that hey, if that light switch just so if somebody just so happily turned their light switch off, we had a team that could turn it back on and and, and get it going. So that was that was the case, man. We we, we might have let up a little bit, which we should have, because because hey, you know it was UTC, but we we still came out, we still came back on top, and that's and that was that was the main thing. We didn't care how we won, we just wanted to win. Twins right, twins left. Houston gonna fake and pull it out. Oh, a hold to the 35. Houston 30. Houston to the 20. 15, 10, 5 touchdown. Wow. Well, 53 seconds to go in a half, and the Gamecocks get the ball back now. It took 30 seconds. With 53 seconds to go in the second quarter, Jacob Huseman breaks off a 45-yard run. It only took two plays. UTC gets into the end zone. That gives them momentum going into the locker room. They're only down by a touchdown, 21-14. to 14. You come out of the locker room, third quarter. Troy Main rushes for eight yards. There's an incomplete pass. Troy Main rushes for another 26 yards, first down. And then you give it right back to Pope. Four of the mocks coming in today with 80 tackles. Twins left, screws and Gonzalez into the short side of the field, wide right barge. Handoff, Buster's got it through the hole. Breaks outside, 45, 40, 35, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Buster and the Gamecocks. Touchdown, Pope. A run of 49 yards, and that three-play drive, four-play drive was all Mr. Pope. Hello, Aniston High School. <laughs> I tell you what. 49 yards, touchdown Jacksonville State. How important was it to come right out of the gate and say, okay, UTC gets this touchdown to end the first half, they're a touchdown away, and then Pope runs it in from 49 yards out, and you guys go up 28 to 14. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was so important to strike fast because, like I said, shoot, they had, they had the – momentum going into halftime. So, of course, coming out, you know, we knew that, hey, shoot, those guys, those guys are pumped in that locker room. They think they got us. You know, they think they're, you know, they think they have an opportunity to, to knock us off, but we knew we had to strike fast, and, and that's what we did. We just kept to our, we just stuck to our game plan. We, we were a big play team. You know, that year we had, you know, crazy amount of, 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 of big plays, and, um, you know, I just I, I I knew I knew, and my team also knew they they knew if we stuck to the game plan that Coach Gross and and Coach Smith and Coach Ogle uh, got together that uh that we were that we were going to be okay. And you know, Tremaine, come on now, he's I call him the goat. Every time we talk, hey, you the goat, bro. <laughs> hey, I got uh, every time. I mean, I just talked to him yesterday, and uh, you know, he's he's still in the NFL. He was a legend running back at at uh Jacksonville State and he's you know he's still doing uh he's still doing his thing so you know giving him the ball you know I always felt comfortable you know running the ball myself I always felt comfortable throwing the ball I always felt comfortable I always knew hey this, this might be the big play and just kind of took it like that every you know as long as I had that mindset hey this this play to one you know it was an opportunity for that play to be the one. Just like earlier in the game, you guys score three touchdowns in a row. UTC does the same thing. Third quarter, 5-10 to go. James Stovall catches a seven-yard pass from Jacob Huseman. Now they bring Young in motion across the field from left to right. He'll stop and get set. Huseman the snap, rolls right, throwback pass, going to the left side, got a man open, and he caught a touchdown. He ran right by Bender and Hill. Going across the field from right to left, it's Stovall. Nice call by their coaches. 28-21, JSU lead cut down to seven. And then you have Jacob Huseman throwing a 15-yard pass to Anthony Stewart. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Huseman to throw, blitz, fires, got a man wide open. Stewart driving, touchdown Chattanooga. And we are a quick uh, kick away from a tie game here. Wow, somebody again busted a coverage. 14-11 to go in the fourth quarter. They tie it up 28-28. And then you have Jacob Huseman again. This time, 
from the receiver position. Catches a 39-yard pass from Alejandro Benefield. And couldn't make it there. First down, Mox, and they drive with 8.50 to play. They come three wide receivers to the right. Huseman going to throw it out here. They're going to throw a double pass. No, it's a throwback pass. He is wide open with three men in front of him. Huseman to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Chattanooga. 8.35 <laughs> to go in the fourth quarter. They go up 35-28. When they go up by that touchdown, what are you thinking as the quarterback? Oh, man. Hey, shout out to Alejandro, man. That's my boy. I love that guy. He's a great quarterback. Uh, but, hey, just listening, Huseman was a beast. That's crazy. Like, just just listening to the play-by-play play like that, man, that, like, dang, he was – that was a great player. And I, uh, I, I respect him so much. Uh, but – just it's still the same thing you, you can't you can't think too much about anything you i mean of course you got to understand hey you know time you know time is getting short and you know this is a close game but you know we're we're taught to especially at a quarterback i'm always taught to stay calm stay calm you know run your team you know if, if you stay calm you know those guys around you, they're gonna stay calm. Hey, if you if you if your head gets a little if your head gets uh gets too high, those guys' heads gonna get too high. So, you know, just staying level and understanding, hey, you know, the the game is not over until it's say four zeros and that that that's that's all it is to it. You know, you play you play each play, you know, you try you you try to execute each play. If every if all eleven guys you know, execute each play. Take one play at a time. Don't look. Don't look at the next play. Don't think about the last play. If you focus on that play, and you execute, you know, I, I, I we felt like nobody could stop us, and and that was the case. You get the ball back with five eleven on the clock. You've got eighty five yards to go. You rush for ten yards. Pick up a first down. Second and ten. At the JSU 15, Pope picks it up, runs at 75 yards for the touchdown. Second and 10, the ball at the 25-yard line. Jacksonville State with 4.50 to go, down 35-28 here. Twins left, screws and Gonzalez to the left. Goff got an H-back on the left side. Bards wide right. Now screws in motion that way as they run him across the field. Snap, Eli to Pope, oh, oh, 30, breaks the tackle, 35, 40. Go, Buster, go! 30, see you later! Pope, touchdown, touchdown, Jacksonville State, 75 yards. And a boy, Buster, a new career high. He's over 100, or excuse me, over 200 yards rushing. And Jacksonville State's a kick away from a tie game. Three plays, 85 yards. You guys held the ball for 31 seconds in that drive. You tie the game up 35-35. Take me through what you're thinking at that point. You, Chattanooga gets the ball back. You hold them scoreless for that drive. You get the ball back one more time. You run eight plays, 44 yards. You get down to the UTC 49 when time expires. And so, end of regulation. You're tied up 35-35 going into overtime. What are your thoughts going into that first overtime period? Game over. <laughs> Straight up. Game <laughs> over. Like, I knew, you know, going, being down, you know, we were down a few times that game. Uh, you know, I, I knew that, you know, that, that special, that's, overtime is a whole new game. The clock is, you know, it's zero zero. I knew that that myself and the rest of those hundred guys on the team, I knew that everybody in their head was thinking, "Hey, it's over with. There's no way we're gonna let those guys beat us in overtime." You know, that's that's when the real men come out. That's that's when you show, "Hey, all the work that you did all summer, all the work that you did all spring." That's when that 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 shows up and. We know that we put in more work than anybody else did that summer. We know that our spring practices and spring, you know, uh, our spring training, we knew that it was on another level that, that spring and that we prepare all year just for that overtime game. That just kind of, it just kind of played, played itself out. You know, shoot, like I said, I, they, they got the ball first. 
I don't know. I think they ran one play, maybe they they might have ran one play, and then they tried to do a like a reverse pass back to the uh, home side, and it was picked off by Brandon Bender. Wide right, C.J. Board. Wide left is Will Young. They go two tight end set with an with out of the pistol. Looks like they're going to play power football. Huseman fakes, pulls it out, looking to throw. Throwback pass. It's in the air. Bender intercepts it. Bender intercepts it. First pick of the day. First turnover. Brandon Bender gives Jacksonville a chance to win it in overtime here. The senior who came back after sitting out last year got it. Bender read the play and stayed with him. In the end zone, he's only going to touch back. He read it perfectly. You know, I think about that play all the time. He, you know, I think about him all the time making that play. You know, that was a, that was he deserved he deserved to be in that in that moment because all year he played his butt off for us and that moment you know it showed it showed us hey this guy's been working and and he deserved that moment so we got the interception we came back out shoot it, it's our ball come on man I I knew for a fact they weren't gonna stop us I didn't know how we were gonna get in get into the end zone but I knew we were gonna get into the end zone. And when I and when I got the opportunity to pull that ball, I was like, "Oh, it's over with." <laughs> I pulled it, and I was and I and the whole time thinking, like, "Don't don't get caught, don't get caught, don't get caught, don't get caught." Barge to the right, Gonzalez to the left. First down at the 14. Snap. Eli pulls it out, keeps it. Eludes a man, cuts back to the 10. Eli five. Eli yeah. touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It is over. The Gamecocks in OT have won it. See you later, Mox. Gamecocks win it in overtime. Jacksonville State 41, Chattanooga 35 the final. Oh, Eli Jenkins, two carries, 25 yards for the touchdown. Yes, yes, yes. No doubt about it. I scored. I remember throwing the ball at the defense, and uh, and it was kind of it was it was over, man. That was that was a great game. Hey, I. That was, that was a really fun game to play in. Tell me about those emotions. Tell me about the touchdown. It's a it's a 14-yard run into the end zone. You guys win Man. the game 41 to 35. That the emotions that went into it, the celebration, what it meant to win in front of a home crowd like that in such a high-intensity game. Yeah. Man, the emotions was crazy. Just like you, like we talked about earlier, those those stands that year those those stands, the people in those stands, the fans, they it was it was it was truly amazing. You know, I, I've never seen so many so many people, you know, bought into a team. You know, I feel like that that year that, you know, everybody in the in the area, Jacksonville, you know, Oxford, Aniston, Gaston, Piedmont, everybody in the surrounding area, you know, they, they were supporting us and it it was an amazing uh, experience to to do that in front of those guys, in front of those in front of those fans. I mean, because you know, scoring you know, 14 yards, it don't seem like it don't seem like a very far run <laughs> or a very far score period. But that was the longest 14 yards I had to run in my life. <laughs> I, I promise you, that was the longest 14 yards ever. I told you, I probably said, "Don't get caught." 10 times within 14 yards. And so, you know, my emotions was high, you know, crossing that goal line. You know, I, I remember crossing the goal line, throwing the ball at the fence, and I just knew that, you know, I, I was I was excited for myself because, you know, I was able to to get those seniors another chance. You know, that, that's all I was thinking about, those seniors, man. You know, those guys. Those guys were were some were a lot of the guys I came went came in with, you know. So I wanted to give those guys another chance, and you know, just being able to to be the guy to to score, you know, that was a that was a blessing, and that was a a, a memory that I always remember. Eli, for you, you're one of the greatest quarterbacks in Jacksonville State history, between you and Ryan Paraloo two of the greatest Division I quarterbacks in Jacksonville State's history, and like I said earlier, arguably the greatest team in Jacksonville State's Division I history. Almost guaranteed to be a 
JSU Hall of Famer at some point down the road. What does it mean to you to have left that legacy, to have that legend, and to have everyone know your name? Oh, that's special. You know, it is it's real special. You know, growing up growing up from where I'm from, man, you know, a lot of stuff like that don't doesn't happen. You know, I, I play I play football because, you know, I love to play football. It was never because I wanted to I wanted fame or I wanted people to know my name or any of that. It was always, hey, you know, I'm just having fun. When it ever like my, my junior year, my junior and senior year, you know, everybody kept coming up to me, hey, you know, hey, if you do this and that, you're gonna break this record. And I didn't care. You know, that was I didn't care at all. Like people coming up to me talking about a record, like I wasn't thinking about no record. I'm thinking about winning this game, you know, making my family proud, you know, making my son proud. My son, he he go on YouTube and look at my highlights all the time. <laughs> when I when I walk when I walk into the room and he looking up my highlights, I'm like, dang, like man, that's pretty that's pretty neat, man. Like that's that's pretty cool that I get to you know, I get to show him well that he that he wants to go look go look up my highlights. You know, we got of course he go look up Odell and all these other all these other uh people highlights, but you know, my name is in the mix. So that's special, man. That's that's special to me and to be able to like, you know, like you said, I, I got an opportunity to one day be in the Hall of Fame. You know, that's that's a legacy that I could, that I'm gonna have forever, and that that I can show my kids, and my and my son can show his his kids, and, and they can be like, hey, that's my granddad, that's my that's my pops, you know, I, and that's that's just that means the most to me, you know, at the moment, just making my dad proud. My dad never was able to play football. He he grew up in a tough situation, and you know he became a pastor, and he supported me so much with the football thing because. I mean, he 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 never he never got to play, and you know I'm always thinking like, dang, you know I I want to make him proud, you know I want to make my mom proud, you know I want to make coach I want to make Jeff Jackson proud. That's my God. I want to make him proud. He put in he put in the work when I was 15. You know he believed in me. He saw that out. He saw that you know that I worked hard and all that. He believed in me when I when I didn't believe in myself. And so those was those were the people that I wanted to make proud. And, and, you know, just having Jacksonville State on my on my jersey, you know, it was so much respect around it. You know, they gave me an opportunity to play to play uh, quarterback. You know, my freshman year, shoot, I played and I played safety. You know, when I was coming out of high school, a lot of a lot of schools wanted me to play defense. I played six. I played six games of defense in my high school career, and somebody wanted me to play defense. I wasn't finna play no defense, and so. <laughs> So by Jacksonville State giving me an opportunity to play quarterback, you know, I, you know, I'm I was honored to to help them out in any way I could. You know, I I'm I'm honored to be a Gamecock. You know, now you know I'm I'm always you know be honored to be a to be a Gamecock and to to be to be a part of that 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 team that 2015 2016 team. You know, even though we came up short. Man, that was a that was a ride, and I just, and I enjoyed it, and I know everybody around me enjoyed it. So that's you know that's that's pretty much it, man. Just you know you you play you play for the name on the front, and you play for the name on the back. So you know that's how, that's how I always looked at it, and you know it, it 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 helped me out pretty pretty good. The key word that you're using there is team. That yeah, 2015 man. team was amazing. You were surrounded by so many great guys. Uh, and, and just like talking about going into overtime against UTC, you don't get the ball first, but you had so much confidence in your defense that you're getting that ball back oh, and they're man. not scoring. Tell me about Come that on. team, the dynamic that it had, and the guys on that team, the brotherhood that was there. It was, it was, it was truly amazing. You know, we were, we were a family. If – on on the week when no when nobody else was around, you know we were together all the time. That that next year, my senior year, uh, you know I I tried to keep it keep it like that, but it wasn't the same. The year before, hey, we tried it, but it wasn't the same. 
But that that 2015-2016 season, you know, it was it was a brotherhood. You know, we we cook out here. Hey, shoot, if we having a cookout, everybody on the football team is, is is invited. I don't care if you you play. I don't care if you you just give water, give give out towels. You know, you were invited, and you know, and we cared about each and every one each and every one of of the players. We 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 love the coaches. We love the coaches loved us. It was a it was a family. The 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 cleaning staff, the the cafeteria. You know when when we had to be on campus and all the other people was gone. The cafeteria they stayed open for us. They made sure that we ate. You know the the athletic director. You know it, uh, all those guys. They were always at practice. They was always around. Because they, because it was a family. We knew that if we wanted to win, everybody on that campus had to buy in. It, it couldn't be, it couldn't be just the football team. It had to be everybody around it to buy in, and and that's special. So, you know, speaking now, hey, if 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 Jacksonville State ever going to get back to that 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 spot, everybody around that university has to buy in. Everybody has to believe from from the janitor to the the president. Everybody has to believe in in in, in those athletics. Not just football, period. All the athletics. But we're, we're talking about football. So you know if if we want to get back to that national championship, it can't be, oh that's the football team. No, it it gotta be Jacksonville State. You know, everybody gotta believe that hey we're a part of it. We we're a part of it. So if you win, we win also. And that's how it was that year. And that's why we did so well. Well, Eli, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I greatly appreciate it. Love taking this walk down memory lane. I hope that oh, yeah. our fans enjoy it to hear your take on it, to listen to Paris's call on the radio. One of those games that I think Gamecock fans will never forget. And oh, I, yeah, I know man. there's there's always going to be arguments over, well, the Sam Houston game was better, the UTC game was better, the Charleston Southern game was better, but it was just such an exciting game to watch on television, and I know it was electric in person. Oh yeah, man, it was it was crazy, and that like I feel like, you know, it was, each game had its moments, but overall, you know that that UTC game, you know that that set the that set the mark the rest of the season you know if we don't be UTC we go home it's no Charleston Southern it's no Sam Houston you know so that game you know it's it's super special to me you know I got to be UTC twice in a year you know they coach <laughs> uh Houston senior he uh he you know he was real talkative and just the kind of shut him up a little bit that was that was enough for me <laughs> that was enough for me Eli again thanks so much for coming on today congratulations on the promotion hope everything goes well in Arkansas and obviously we can't wait to see you back in Jacksonville State for a football game oh yeah no doubt man I'll be back make sure I check out my game cards that'll do it for this week's edition of Behind the Beak I hope that you and yours are healthy and I will talk to you again next week I'll be back Tuesday with a brand new episode and another guest. With that, I'm Tyler Brown saying thank you for listening and go Gamecocks. This has been Behind the Beak, the official podcast of Jacksonville State Athletics. Look for new episodes each week or browse the archives on the Apple Podcast app or by visiting jsugamecocksports.com. For more on Jacksonville State Athletics, visit the official website of the Gamecocks, jsugamecocksports.com, and follow JSU on social media by searching at JSU Gamecocks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.